everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Slumber Party Podcast. I am your co-host, Amanda Jusen. Joining me today is other co-host, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Hey. <laughs> and senior sleep consultant with Baby's Best Sleep, Emma. Hi, Emma. Hello. How are you guys? Good. How are you guys? Good. Now I'm kind Great. of laughing. <laughs> Lisa is bringing some energy right now, and that's because she's trying not to kill her ch- child, children. What happened immediately before this? It's, you know, the constant fight for cords and chargers and mm-hmm. connectors. Um, it, you know, we'll just leave it there. Uh, my husband and I have that, um, as well, where actually we, we don't so much anymore. So we used to have, we both had iPhones and this is back in the day where like your iPhone headset was like the prime thing, right? Like we're both, I actually think I'm, I'm not even joking. I think I have hearing loss from my earbuds. That'll be another episode, but Anyway, we used to constantly walk around with these earphones and then my my headphones would just go missing all the time. Mm-hmm. Best thing that could have ever happened was Apple making the Apple only cord, thank God. And then he also didn't get, he stopped getting Apple phones. So now it's like, honestly, maybe saved our marriage. I'm not sure. Um <laughs> But I well, really... I was going to say it doesn't matter how many you have in your home; they all inevitably mm. go Missing. in one <laughs> in one hole, yes. <laughs> yeah, where they never come out of. Yeah. Am I and... having a little trouble hearing you? I don't know if mm. that's just me. I did just say that I have possible hearing loss. Is it in trouble hearing me? Yeah. Can you hear me now? A, a little bit. Lisa, are you hearing oh, no. this as well? I hear her okay. Okay. All right. Just kidding. Then it, it's my hearing loss. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, welcome. I'm so excited. So we're inviting every um, consultant with Baby's Best Sleep on the podcast just to sort of a little intro. So when people are thinking about, you know, who should I hire? Because we get this mm-hmm. question asked all the time. Yeah. Is there someone who has a specialty? Is there someone who does da-da-da? Mm-hmm. But the the um, long and short answer is no. We want you to hire someone that you're feeling connected with, that you want to tell something to, that's uh, someone that you feel like you could take advice from. Totally. Um, and really, then people are like, okay, well, what's the price difference? You're paying for years of experience always. Um, so yeah. uh, Emma has actually been uh, with the team the longest. Woohoo. I'm trying to think, yeah. what year did you start? I know. I was trying to think of that bef- like right before as well, because I'm thinking Rowan will be four in March and I worked wow, so with you yeah, when he was like four months. So like three years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause then you went and did your training. Yeah. So Emma, actually you should tell the story. Cause I don't want, I'm okay. going to sure zip okay. it for once in my life. <laughs> so I worked with Amanda for, with my third son with my second son, he was, he didn't sleep. 
And I had worked with another consultant numerous times. And I just kind of, you know, she, she told me that she couldn't fix it and that he was kind of hopeless. And so I gave up and, um, I went on and had another child cause I'm crazy like that. And can I just pause yeah. for a second Yeah, and, and we're not ever going to mention names, but I'm just going to say that I like, if we couldn't help someone and sometimes we can't, like sometimes there That's are right. things, physiological things where it's like beyond our control. Mm-hmm. I feel so awful. And I would never say yeah. this is hopeless. Yes. I yeah. would be like. In all my sure. years, I've never had this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I feel good. That feels good. Yeah. I did have a baby. I did have a baby. I, I did finish saying this last week. I said, in all my years, I've never seen this, where they would just lay there. To- they weren't crying, yeah. but they wouldn't sleep. And right. they were just laying there. I'm like, I've never seen this. Yeah. What no, Buddha? Yeah. And no, I've never seen that. Sorry. No. Go ahead. No. I'm shutting up again. So <laughs> that's okay. So when I had Rowan, I – um. I still had uh, Beckett in my bed. So then uh, Rowan was really not sleeping. And then I, at that point, I think I reached out on a mom's Facebook group being like, help, you know, I'm not sleeping at all between these two. Um, And I always called my first a unicorn baby because I never did any training with him. And I just went gallivanting my whole maternity leave. I kid you not, he did not have a nap in a crib until he went to daycare at a year old. I was crazy. But anyways, so I was referred to Amanda. I, like many of our clients now, I signed up in the middle of the night, booked my appointment while I was up and couldn't sleep. And then I worked with Amanda. She got Rowan sleeping. It was amazing. And then I had belief. And I was like, I want to go help moms do this. I can do this. So then I went for my training. And actually, while I was at training, I was having like these light bulb moments of how to fix Beckett. I was like, oh, my God, I know what to do. I know what to do Mm -hmm. now. And I came home and my mom was like, by the way, you're never leaving again unless that (laughs) child sleeps. And I'm like, well, I can do that now. Guess what? (laughs) (laughs) And I did. And he was close to three. So everybody that thinks like, oh, is my child too old? They're not too old. I got him sleeping. Um. And then soon after that, we started working together. Yeah. I, I, so, so much to say about that. Number one, you didn't say this. So, so allow me to say it, Mm -hmm. but Rowan is your best sleeper. That's what you tell me all the time. I don't want to like. He is my best sleeper. I will tell you that (laughs) to the fact that he sleeps like a teenager. That I sometimes on weekends, I'm like, Rowan, it's 10 o'clock. You do. I have called you for our 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 chat. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, just hold on a second. It's time to wake up. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? That's correct. (laughs) That's correct. The only thing that has kind of ruined it is that I had to. My my oldest needed his own room. He was going to kill his other brother, Mm -hmm. and so I had to move Beckett and Rowan together. And Beckett, of course, to this day. We'll wake up early, watch the alarm clock to hit six o'clock and come and get me as soon as it hits six o'clock. So all those early risers out there, 
Sometimes mm-hmm. there is just early risers and mm-hmm. he will come in. And so not often does he climb down the bunk bed successfully without waking Rowan now. So often Rowan will come in and be like, hi. But if he's left alone, he will sleep. He, he definitely <sighs> takes after me. I'm so jealous of that. Yeah. Lisa, yeah. do you have a sleeper in your crew? Who's your sleeper? Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Charlie. Yeah. She's my unicorn. She is still like, she's three years old and she sleeps till 830 right. on the weekends. Yeah. Like if yeah. we left her, she just sleeps till 830 and she goes to bed like at 8, 830. You know, she goes to bed because <laughs> of her brothers, right? Like 12 and 10. So we kind of try to co- coordinate that, their quiet um, time with her bedtime. We have a but, situation yeah, she's in, definitely in our house the, uh, where it's the like... Unicorn my girls share a room. So I don't think I'll ever know who my sleeper is. I think it might be my youngest, but I'm honestly, it is unclear. It is unclear for me. Yeah. I mean, mine's Um, pretty clear. Yeah. Like I feel like also my, my kids are also ready to kill each other about sharing a room. Yeah. We have like a year left. I think I've promised my oldest a year and then it's like, okay, we'll, we'll get you out. You know what's funny that when I was younger, I always had my own room, mm-hmm. but I never wanted it. And mm-hmm. I slept with my older sister until she kicked me out. And then I moved in with my younger brother until mm-hmm. he kicked me out. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go to my own room at that point. Of course. But I feel of like course. I was pretty old by that point. I was try- I was looking for anybody. A hundred percent. So We asked this question of all of the sleep consultants, and the question is, every sleep consultant has, like, an issue. So mine is early mornings, right? Or some, we have, like, never nappers, or what's what's your, what's your, like, biggest, like, ugh, issue for you? And mostly we ask this question so people know that we're not, like, kids are kids, and there are some times where you can't fix it. Yeah. I'd say that, um, and only until probably the last year would I say this, but having babies that need to be fed, um, but are, are old enough that they could drop the feed, but yet Mm -hmm. they still need that feed. So they start to get confused Yes. And then we, we have to obviously allow them to eat when they need to eat. And that can cause yes. some mini yeah. wake-ups through the night. And, yes. and, you know, eventually that's okay because they do get old enough and big enough to drop that feed. And then they can sleep right through. Totally. But I'm more, so we age. should actually talk about that. But more what I mean is, like, what's your cross to bear as a parent with your sleep in your house? Oh, in my own house. Yes. But I do think that we should talk about that because that is a good, that's a good discussion. Oh, in my own house. Like what I, what happens at bedtime that drives me insane? Um, Yeah. Like, okay. If you were to be like, oh, my kid does this or one of your kids does that, like, what would that be? I feel like, um, Hudson, my oldest, who I just called my unicorn baby, he's not my unicorn child sleeper. He very right. much is, um, you know, there's there's a drought, he's famished, he's everything at bedtime. Yeah. And 
it it is relentless. It right. is relentless. And that right. drives me insane. But Yeah. Yeah. Like game playing. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. they, you know, they're really good at negotiating, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Or do you just not want to go to bed? I I totally feel that. And there's always I mean, that's my oldest too. Like she'll go to bed, but there's always some game. There's yeah. always some game. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Going back to that point though, so in just for those who are listening, I think we've lost Lisa. We're not exactly yeah. sure what's happening here, but that's okay. Hopefully she'll jump back on. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. So um, oh yeah, she's gone off the camera now. So something must have happened. Yeah. Um, no, what we were kind of talking about is this idea of like keeping the feed or not. So yeah. in what – oh, look at that. There look who's is. back. Welcome. <laughs> Guys, it's Lisa, technologically, it's not my evening. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm so sorry. I just, it just, my computer, my internet just completely shut off and y'all froze. You looked like you were really listening to me though. <laughs> well, you, you had actually stopped talking at a perfect spot too. Yeah. Like oh, it was great. like, it worked out. So we just kept talking. Exactly. Yeah. That's if you need someone for a skill, it, it's me. I can just keep talking. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> No, so what we were talking about is like um, I had asked Emma what her her sleep consultant cross to bear was. She I was talking about like in her own home, but she actually answered the question like, "What's your hardest thing to deal with as a sleep consultant?" And this actually mm-hmm. does come up quite a bit, which is this idea where the baby still needs to eat um, or is confused by eating, but still needs to eat, and the kind of pickle that we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma, what do you usually do in that situation? I know that we have a few options, but what's – because I'm sure many people find themselves in that situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, first and foremost, obviously, we always want to make sure that baby is eating when they need to eat. So they're, you know, they're going to be fed. There are some times where the actual – you know, we've seen a big improvement from where they started with and where we're at by that point usually. So – usually the wakings have gone down a ton and there might just be a lot of smaller wakings. Sometimes what we do is take a pause for a few weeks. We take a pause for maybe three to four weeks until baby is ready to completely drop that feed. Then we start finish up working together until they can completely go without that feed. Um, Which is, I would say is the most common because there are times where the baby surprises us on the age and they are able to go without the feed. You know, we, we drop the feed and we, we can tell whether they need that or not because baby's not going to sleep through if they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually they- that's a really good point to pause on because I, yeah. I want to, I think sometimes, and I get it, our clients feel like we're going to be like, take out the feed, serve yeah. that baby. Yeah. But like the, you can't, you can't, can't do like that. do that. Yeah, they don't exactly. Cooperate. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not like we get to decide. Yeah. It's like, right. yeah, no, we, we don't want your baby to eat and we just want them to cry all night because yeah. babies are not 
passive aggressive. They are biologically programmed to let you know that something is wrong until you do something about it. Totally. And actually this happened to me and that is actually what I tell clients too that sometimes is on the opposite spectrum is I got a little Rowan was doing so well when we were training him and I was like let's let's drop that feed you know I think he could sleep right through the night and you're like well we can give it a try and of course we give it a try and he's crying and crying you're like I think he's hungry you need to keep feeding him I'm like yeah okay all right. <laughs> he is. And then of course he went back to sleeping beautifully, but they don't, they don't sleep through the night if they're hungry. So if we go to drop the feed and they sleep through the night, then amazing. Then sometimes we have to take a pause. We come back to it when they're ready for that. And then they'll sleep through the night perfectly too. So. Totally. And I think that's the thing. Um, sometimes like that pause um, is what we need. Other times we can find ways to supplement the calories throughout the day. Like sometimes parents totally. can be open to a bottle, which is helpful. Yeah. Um, if they can't or babies don't take the bottle, um, we just do our best to continue offering lots and lots and lots of food. And it is what it is, right? Like we'll come yeah. back when we can. We can, we can get those calories um, or not, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Um, There was something when we were talking about you working with me, and then we were talking about – oh, and now it's gone. My brain has stopped working. I hate when that happens. Okay, Emma, Mm -hmm. what is the – what is the best, like – if you could think of a story where you're like, oh my God, I love this job so much. We've made such a change. There's been such a turnaround in this client um, because that's honestly, this job is so addicting. There is literally nothing more rewarding than this yeah. job. Like totally. I taught for 10 years and I loved it. And I thought that was the most rewarding, but this is the most rewarding. So can you yeah. think of an experience with a client where you're like, oh, nailed it. Life changing. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that I can think of a couple and, and uh, both are with toddlers. And I think that with both of these families, they were co-sleeping and co-sleeping by choice up until, you know, the child was close to three years old or three years old. And, um, I think the amount of effort that is put in by the family and by coaching the child, letting them know, having them feel supported um, and making sure the child knows what's happening and knows what's going on. And then the child surprising their parents so much and the, and the parents are so happy that their child is okay and not only okay, but doing amazing you know? Yes. And it, yes. that I find so rewarding because the usually, especially by that point, you know, the parents are really, really tired and they're really, really worried that this is going to be such a big change and it's going to be really hard on them. But yep. they do so amazing and it's so lovely to see that. And also you can see at that age how proud they are of themselves, which is also super cute. Yeah, the reward is from the parents and the child, right? Yes, exactly. I had a client tell me where their baby or their baby, their 
think they were two and a half. They were in their bed saying, I can do it. I can't <laughs> sleep on my own. I can do this. And it's just like. <laughs> it's so cute. That's I know. So cute. You're going to hear horror stories about lots of things, but actually that's a really good point. My most rewarding clients are toddlers too, because people think it's like Impossible. hopeless. It's never going to happen. That's yeah. what it was. When you were talking about coming back. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> I have a thing. When you were talking about um, going to training, so um, actually one of the consultants uh, that's part of the certification program right now with me was talking a little bit about like, you know, sometimes I feel like I shouldn't do this because I still have some of my own problems with my own kids. And I was like, I went to training full on armed with questions for the person training us to be like, fix it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) totally. We did. We did. And also consultants have their own consultants to like troubleshoot that. Honestly, it was like, I don't know, maybe six months ago now with Rowan when like the kid never like he, he would wake up with like four teeth in his mouth. He, he wouldn't wake up from teething. I'd be like, oh, all of a sudden you got teeth. He never went through a regression. He was like this anomaly child. And about six months ago, he started yelling for me and saying, you know, that he was scared. And I did have to come to you and be like, I think he's scared. You know, <laughs> You're like, are you listening to yourself? <laughs> That's not to say there are children who are legitimately scared of their yeah, yeah. And I think that I, I am not downplaying uh, childhood anxiety or not saying don't listen to your child. But I think that sometimes if we give them the opportunity to talk about their feelings and we say, okay, talk to me about what you're afraid of. Okay. And then we acknowledge the fear. Okay. I would be afraid of monsters too. The great mm-hmm. thing is there's no monsters. A lot of times kids are like, okay, I just wanted to be heard. So yeah. we can sort of change it up. Now, we're not talking about full-fledged anxiety where, you know, there's a lot of intense or yeah. um, high, high emotions. That's something yeah. very different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just listening to your toddler and kind of redirecting them because the I'm scared in our business is like as common as I need a glass of water. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, one or one a and then you just have to be like okay yeah i get scared of things too sleep is amazing and then like the more cool calm and collected you are it works in my house they're like oh okay all right like if i (laughs) if i ever i mean it's not really around sleep but um you know, if my kids hurt themselves and I go, oh, they're, they're like, oh, like the, yeah, their exactly. intensity matches mine. So I try yeah. to be like, I'm fine. it's like when they're but, bleeding from their face and you're just like, mm, it's totally fine. It's just a little bit of blood. Just, yeah. That doesn't ever happen at my house. Never. But obviously, yeah. you know, I try to act all calm and fine. I can't even I, find where they're bleeding from. I'm just like, mm, you're okay. Just wipe it I, away. Oh my God. My poor daughter put her hand on the other side of the door and I shut it and her nail came off. I don't think I had to be on the floor. I had to be on the floor. I couldn't deal with it. I was alone. Mm -hmm. I called. Oh my God. I'm still like, I'm going to pass it. Just thank you. But I called everyone and I was like, oh my God. Is everything okay? Do you know 
when I when Hudson was about six months old, I can laugh at the story now, but it was very not funny at the time. I was I was him. I was at the mall, and I had him in his bucket seat in the stroller, no. and I didn't have him done up. No, and I yep. And I went to sit down and I like moved the stroller and I turned back and he's not in the seat. He's not in the seat. I kid you not. Okay. He is on the mall floor. Like I wish you people could see me, but his head down and his arms up. And I thought I killed my baby. And I picked him up so fast. I ran to like the nursing room to like make him nurse because I don't know for some reason I thought that would fix him. You know everything. You just no does fix everything. And then I took him right. I took him to the doctor. He hasn't slept all day. The kid hasn't slept all day. But I'm freaking out that he's going to fall asleep in the car because I think he has a concussion and he's going to die. And I get to the doctors and he's all smiles. He's all like, I could, Hudson, I couldn't even get him to not smile for his passport picture. Like the kid never stop smiling. He's all smiling. And the doctor's like, okay, all right. And I was debating on taking him because I thought I, he was going to get taken away. Like I thought social services yes. were going to get called. Right. Like this yeah. is all the stuff that's running through my head. And yeah. she's like, well, you know, yeah. I think I think he's okay. Yeah, I think he's good. I'm like, okay, all right, good. We're good then. We're good. But like, it's the I, most terrifying. This story. is good that we're talking about this, though, because yeah. well, you know what I'm going to talk it about, is. Lisa. Because what? Uh, it is good. Well, no, <laughs> I'm no, 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 we don't have to talk about it. But what I will say is every single parent has this story. Every single parent. And guess what it comes out? It doesn't come out now. It comes out when you just dropped your kid. And you're like, I needed this story pre-dropping the kid. Not post, but everyone doesn't talk about it because it's so traumatizing. I was on the phone with Lisa. Look at this full circle moment. I was on the phone pumping okay i got the tatas in whatever and it's like dun, 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 in the morning i have my daughter in front of me on a little footstool she decides at this moment to flinch or roll like she's literally two weeks old oh and God. she literally fell on her head like that i watched it and i was like i gotta go i flung my phone i like Call and then I call Lisa back and I'm like, <laughs> and Lisa goes, Okay, you need to go to the hospital because you just need to work this out. Yeah. You need to have the experience and see it through. But she's fine and you, you everything is okay. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Do I go to the hospital? She's like, You should because you need to see it through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, and Rowan's broken his fine. collarbone twice. He's broken it twice, and both times I've gone to the hospital like 24 hours later being like, I don't know. He's still complaining about something. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's broken his collarbone. Yeah. My daughter broke her collarbone eating lunch. I'm not kidding. People are like, well, at the time, to be fair, this is like pre-diagnosed sleep apnea. We could have okay. a whole episode. I'm actually oh, yeah, really right? want an episode on sleep apnea totally. with uh, ENT. Yes. So if you know an ENT or you are an ENT, please get in touch with me because I really want to talk about this. But she was like very fidgety and squirmy. She'd bump into everything. We actually thought that she 
might have vision problems. We got our hearing tested. We got our vision tested. When we got our hearing tested, they were like, oh, she has a lot of fluid on her ears. You should investigate apnea, blah, blah, blah. She had apnea. But she would always kind of fall and be like, blah, like a little noodle. <laughs> well, she was eating lunch and she was being like a silly billy and she felt so hard and she broke her collarbone. And it was, oh people were like, how did it happen? We're like, she was eating lunch. And her teachers were like, that makes sense. And everyone else was like, how does she eat lunch? <laughs> what are you feeding? It's dangerous. Her? It's a dangerous activity. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> also, eating lunch, sitting perfectly still, how boring. Yeah. We need the whole, I mean, they still are wild, but. They're more like, I don't know how to explain it. When Winnie had her surgery, she she just came out rested in a way that I've never seen, like from yeah. the surgery. Yeah, I, so I co-slept with her after the surgery, and the sounds coming out of her were still less post-surgery than they were pre. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, right move for us. Yeah. Emma, as you know. We like, I feel like we're all over this, the place here. Lisa, how are you feeling <laughs> regarding your family? Like, <laughs> as we're recording, they're texting me that now the door is locked and, and they're stuck outside in the car. <laughs> but <laughs> I might, Stop. I might just let them stay there a while after I record this. <laughs> well, Do you want like me to go a little bit longer? <laughs> Yeah, and be like, you know what? You know, we wanted to start earlier. <laughs> Something happened. I wish there was a way I could help you. Um, okay, well, in that case, we need to get on the get. But um, people can find you, Emma, on the website. You can book a call directly with you, uh, babiesbestsleep.com. Um, click on book a discovery call. You can have your pick. You can have a little chat with Emma. You can find her on Instagram at bbs underscore E-M-M-A. Emma, like the wiggles. Right. The, oh my God, um, I'm getting so many, so many comments on my Q&A days being like, I can't unsee it now. <laughs> it's because it's true. It's true. It's all right. It's I'll much. take it. I'll take it. Um... And then, yes, as always, folks, if you uh, want to find out anything about anything, check out the blog, check out the rest of the episodes on the podcast. Um, I always get applications for the podcast that say, I need you to help me fi like fix the situation with my baby week amp 25 times. Go ahead and listen to season one, episode two, the four month regression is shit. Cause I go through why your baby is waking in detail there. And I think it really provides a good base of information for you. Um, until then we'll see you on the gram at baby's best sleep. Thank you for listening and goodbye everyone. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.